Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be by myself because I actually recorded this special with someone else. But when I went back to check to see who it recorded, it was not recorded. So we did a whole hour of this whole podcast. And I realized it's all for naught. So I'm going to try to do the best I can to recap what we said and hopefully you still like it. So like I said, this is a special on this special because, you know, this month right now is Halloween and I just wanted to do a podcast where we talk about spooky stuff, you know, stuff that maybe we seen, heard or experienced. So in our podcast that we now deleted, we started out talking about my experience. And so that's basically what this whole podcast is going to be. And I want to say thank you for tuning in. And let's get into it. My name is Prodigy Motion, and you are in the Halloween special. So in the podcast, I'll talking to one of my close friends, Jared. And I'll tell him the story of how when I was a kid in my city, we had this big thing in our city talking about a memoration to one of the biggest massacre in our city called the Wild Massacre. And the Wild Massacre, there was a family who basically settled into a land that wasn't theirs. And the Native Americans who lived in that area was like, hey, get off our land. We own this land. You're in our land. And the white people, the settlers, were like, we're going to do, kill me? So then later on, the Native Americans came and killed the family, except for one person. They left the boy alive. They was like, okay, my family was killed, and I don't know where to go to. So people went there, and pretty much the rest is history. And... That's like one of the biggest things that happened in, in my city because it was like, oh, this is something big. Like we never had a massacre or something this big in a small city. So we had like this whole memoration in the middle of the city. And in 1942, there was a U.S. bomber plane that was flying across to to the base nearby our, ho- nearby our house, which is like in Valdosta, Georgia. And while going there, they crash and killing the two pilots. So the thing about it was my house was the dead center between the wild massacre site and the U.S. bomber crash landing. And it was just really weird to, to be in the area. So one around this time, I'm like, this year is 2007. And I was around the age of seven. And... My parents, my dad had this shotgun, a brownie shotgun. And what happened, he had like shotgun shells around the whole entire house. So I just picked up one shotgun shell, just, you know, playing around because, you know, shotgun shells are not really deadly, you know, until you put in the gun. So I went to the closet. My parents had a decent sized closet and I was in there just playing around and I threw the shotgun shell to the back. So, 15 minutes later, the light was off this time, so there was no light in the closet. 
And I was like having fun in the closet right now. And while I was just sitting there, the shotgun shell I threw in the back of the closet rolled back towards me. And I'm pretty sure, and I might be just reimagining things and not true, but I feel like I heard a sound here. And that scared me because I'll by myself and there's no one in the closet. And I was like, okay, well, I'm out of here. So I got up and left because the weird thing about it was the floor was carpet. So it wasn't like they had me, it had a lot of friction for it to stop bit moving down Two, the floor had a lot of clothes on the ground so throwing the back and coming back towards me is pretty weird and also it was a level floor so it should be a reason why the thing rolled back towards me but I found it really weird that the shotgun shell rolled back towards me so at first you might say well there should be reason why it happened and like you said well, like I said, not sorry, I'll act like you guys. But like I said earlier, um, it's been a long time ago, 13 years ago now. But I always thought it was kind of weird. Like, how does a shotgun shell roll back with all the other variables in the whole thing come towards you? It shouldn't be that way. So I was like, okay, it felt like a paranoia activity. Maybe not. Maybe it is. Who knows? But it wasn't like this is the only story I had living in the house. One time, growing up, we were actually moving. So we're about to move. And my dad is from another state. So just my sister, my mom, and me all in the house, you know, packing up the house, ready to move. And while we're trying to move, we heard... In top of our roof yes our roof so we're like okay maybe somebody is in our claw in our whole attic like we just said not lightly so we went so I went and got like our airsoft pistol we had and say okay we're gonna see what's going on and my sister followed me with the bat we went up to the roof and we went to the attic and we checked and there was nobody there Okay, so maybe it was outside. Maybe so I knock on the house. The house. We walk around the whole house. Nothing. And I'm telling Jared that the weird part is that he's seen my house before, and he knows there is no tree nearby the house. So how was their knocking? It seemed very weird, and because there was no trees there was I think the wind was okayishly going on that day but it wasn't to a point that knock off the pine cone though nearby our house to hear our roof and usually if it does we wouldn't really hear it because it was like very prominent you can really felt like you heard a human knocking on the roof so that was to me very weird then I'm telling him another story about well, it's not really a story, but my experiences about how we were when you had there home alone in a house and you're sitting there, you kind of feel like somebody is just watching you. And 
we like you can be in the living room at our house and nothing going on you're probably watching a video on your phone or watching a little tv and you hear a door shut you hear like creaking of the wood and you're like literally home alone so he's like stop everything check say hmm what was that and it was very weird and at first the same time you hear like the air conditioning going on but too much creaking too much door moving make you feel like i don't know it just feel weird because I'll, i talked to my sister about this and she said yeah i feel the same way and i'll tell her this other story about how when i go to my room or I'm in the kitchen and it's like very dark like all lights are out i look in the corner or look at the wall or something like that and I see this silhouette of a person and it's like this colorification like there's like color on them like a little rainbow like your TV static and it felt like they're watching you like just looking at me while as I'm just in the darkness and at first I'm like maybe you know it's the eyes maybe there's something wrong with the eyes maybe that's the reason why but since I moved here to my new house I have yet seen that. So it was really weird how I was like, okay, it was nothing, it was like nothing there, and you know you're home alone, but there's nobody else in the house, or they'll come until later on, or like people are already asleep and you're by yourself in the living room, and when you turn lights on, well, not lights on, lights off, you go there and you see this silhouette of a person looking at you and it felt weird so that was like Jared came in he was telling a story about his family and he was talking about how when his uncle that he really loves died it was really impactful for him and he was saying like yeah everybody loved my uncle Richard and he said that when he died, you know, they got like the good seat. <laughs> Sorry, good seat in the funeral is never the good seat. Um, got the best, you know, the limbo. You know, the, you know, limbo when, I said limbo, limo when you're in a limo and you ride with the thing because you're like one of the people that he really knows. You know, the person who died, they really know you and you're like really close as family. And after the funeral, I got to the house and he was saying that there was a mailman that come to the house every single time because the uncle was very old. And so the mailman come to the door to deliver mail. But as the grandma who was, was there went there to get the see about the mail, when they opened the door, everybody looked at the door just looking at the mailman. They think they saw Uncle Richard there and basically told him like, oh, Hear your mail and yeah, sorry, you don't have to deliver mail here because you know Richard died recently. But the whole thing that like everybody took a pause in the household and said, Yo, I think that's was that Uncle Richard? Yeah, I think that Uncle Richard. And it was really something very scary. Well, not scary, I think he said, if I remember correctly on the podcast, he said something like very spooky yet uplifting to know that he's still there with us. But I agree. That's something that'd be really weird because I follow up with a story talking about 
how when I was like really, really young and I was in my grandma's house and I was like I said, really young. So I actually don't remember the story. My sister, she's the one who told me the story. We was at our grandma's house and there's like a back room where I used to hang out then later on the years, but there's like a back room and while we just watching TV, having a good time, you know, the door started opening and shutting, opening and shutting, opening and shutting, open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. And we, and from what my sister said, we got scared because like, what was going on? And my grandma, she turned towards the computer to the room and said, James, stop it, James, stop it. You're scaring the kids. And the door stopped moving. And I follow up with that saying that James was the name of my grandfather who died a year before I was born. And the room he died was the same room that was opening and shutting. So, yeah, it was very weird and peculiar for my sister who saw the whole thing. Like, okay, yeah, that's why I feel like I seen ghosts. And it was like really weird experiences to see that happening going on and even though I didn't personally experience it myself it was pretty weird it's just like because I only believe in ghosts because either these circumstances or certain things that happen or I always question the idea like okay what's in our head like what's why when we think to ourselves what is that and when I study like psychology, we're kind of still trying to figure out what that reason. Like we're putting on theories and whatnot, and many people who are religious say, "Oh, his soul." So it's something to actually really think about, and that's why I'm personally I'm thinking in my head like, "Hmm, is there such thing in ghosts?" You know, because the next story I'm gonna talk about is gonna be a little borrow. You know, sorry. And I'm going to actually give credit because, you know, that's pretty cool to do. Give credit to somebody who did stuff like this. And she told a story on YouTube and you can check her out. This is Sugar. Uh, S-H-G-U-R-R. Sugar. She's an animator and she's really good. So she was telling a story about one day she was working on her project for her next YouTube video. And she got to the point she got too tired that she decided to go to sleep. While, while she was trying to go to sleep, she felt something weird going on. So she said, okay, let me open up my eyes and see what's going on. When she does does that, she sees a man in the front, in the back of the hallway looking at her. And she didn't feel comfortable with that, but it's like, okay, maybe it's just a person who just stayed back there and not going to do anything, you know? So she just closed her eyes. But then she felt weird again, and she opened her eyes again, and that man, that whole silhouette of a man, was at her door now. So she got very scared to the point she got, she said, please don't kill me, and just go and went to sleep, hopefully that maybe she'll woke up waking up in heaven or something like that. But she woke up, and she's still living. So I was like, okay. So she went there and said, you know what, I'm going to contact my friend who said they're a psychic. And you know, she said, I never believed in that kind of stuff like that. But, you know, I'll test her out and see what kind of feel she get from seeing, you know, the same thing. 
So her friend got there and she's like, okay, I feel a weird vibe about this. And she was there for a little while. Then she said, hey, I'm going to draw a picture and I just want you to verify if you feel something or seeing something. Okay, if this is what your experience was. He said, okay, cool. So later on, her friend sent her text, uh, sent a text on her phone of a picture. And she looked at it, and it's like a picture of a man drawn wearing a top hat. And that's where Sugar got scared because she never told her friend that man was wearing a top hat. So, in other words, her friend saw the exact same figure in that room <laughs> and when I heard that it was like really scary because like oh snap wait so there was a ghost and yeah like that's how I felt when you know I had this um uh, time where people just looking at me and standing there because it just really frightened me as a kid because it just feel like somebody watching you, but yet you can't see them, and like a visible man, and it didn't feel like you have privacy ever. It's just something you know, kind of scary, you know. It's like something from a horror movie that makes you say, "Hmm, mm, nope, I don't like that at all." So that's like some of the story we talked about. So then I start talking about one of story where it's not really in a way about ghosts but it's a really weird and supernatural feeling towards it so i was talking about like back in 2015 i was uh you know 15 and i was starting my 10th grade year and the year before we were my class not my class the guys i hang out with we were in this basketball team and that year i went there just to be playing basketball to get well-known from the coaches to figure out how to be well-known for the coaches and play the little summer camp during that time before the trials happened. But in 2015, I was like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to do it. You know, it's kind of stupid. We're not really winning any games or improving ourselves. I don't really feel like, you know, go out there and play basketball. So at this time, in 2015, I was – I had a dream – in August 14th. And the date do actually matter. It was a dream where I was sleeping and I wake up in the morning and I was looking at my phone and I see that people were crying over something. I get to school and I hear that my classmate, the girl I had a crush on, she died of a cardiac arrest while playing basketball. And I cried because I thought in my head, like, man, I can't believe. I missed my chance to ask this girl out or had a feeling, and now I never have a chance. And now she's dead, and I'm going to be upset about it. So I woke up, you know, I actually cried, like, man, this is one of the reasons why you should actually go for your dreams, you know. But, you know, never did. But that's not the point of the story. Um, the next day, I think it was like, a, I think on yeah August 15th, I woke up in real life. I checked my phone and I seen, I can't believe this happened. RIP, man. They took my brother. So I was like, hmm, what's going on? So I was trying to get more information. And that today, 
that day, my sister dropped me off of school, and I walked to the gymnasium, and it was, like, gloomy. Like, people were, like, not happy, and something, like, okay, something big happened. And that's when I realized that one of my teammates died. He was only, like, 16 years old at the time. And the part that was really weird was he died the exact same way that my crush died in this, my dream. He was playing basketball, and while doing like a really hard drill, he went to the sideline, basically just gasped for air and died. He had a cardiac arrest, and he died that day. I mean, so so weird because this was a news story told on the same same day. I woke up early in the morning of August the 14th. He died August 14th. And found out like, oh, my dream just predicted a death. Because everything was the same story except the wrong student. Not the whole thing different about it. So, I always found that very weird because how was so accurate to the way I thought and so soon? And, I don't know. That was one of the ones that maybe said, okay, that's scary. Because, like, I know I heard people who had, like, a dream and, like, hmm, I wonder what this mean. And my dream would came out saying, like, oh, somebody's going to die. And people reacted the same way how I reacted to or is it for the person who died in my dream. And it's really one of those weird phenomenons, you know. So, from that, we were talking in the podcast about that time where we was like, okay, we really don't have any spooky stuff to really talk about. But I do remember, like, something we watched as a kid that kind of gave us, like, a little scare. Like, hmm... This is something really weird and made me feel uncomfortable. And Jared's like, yeah, as a kid, I was eight years old, and I wanted the Twilight Zone growing up. And it's like, oh, yeah, the Twilight Zone. I completely remember how the feel of unrest and uneasiness as a story created by Ross Sterling was about like showing how... Certain things had parallelism toward the current climate at that time. And, for instance, they had a part, the part that Jerry was talking about was when this guy goes to this bar and there are people there on a bus. And you probably, people who watch The Twilight Zone know what I'm talking about. And people just say, okay, we're looking for an alien in here. We're looking for an alien. And basically, they had a whole episode where they couldn't find an alien, and everybody's kind of like, leave. But while the bartender was talking to each other, he this man took off the hat, and they revealed the third eye being aliens. And Jared said that, oh, man, I, I was so scared about this. I was looking behind someone because that is scary to just feel like somebody is, like, watching you. Or somebody being alien. Like if I see someone with a hat on. They got to take the hat off. Because I'm scared. <laughs> and. I was like yeah. I totally understand that feeling. You know. Like I'm very suspicious as myself. Because I was talking to. My sister. About. 
the early 2010s and how you know YouTube just started and people were putting you know um, what we call uh, conspiracy videos and one of the conspiracy was that hmm the Illuminati and the people being lizards and my young mind could not figure out the idea that and understand that some things are not real on the online and I was like okay every time I leave a room or go somewhere else I feel like people are shedding their skin becoming lizard people and like I said please do not judge me I was seven or eight years old I didn't know any better <laughs> but that's how I felt like people would disguise themselves as regular people but really in actuality they are lizard people and it was something that was very stupid now but back in that time it made sense you know you never really see people when you're not there you know like you don't know what they're doing you may think that maybe they go there and say oh wait I'm going to bed no they're shaking your skin they're lizards and it's crazy now I know that you know it's not true but still as a seven eight years old who watching something on YouTube it's kind of warp your ideas a little bit so that's why this, I find it very funny so we got into the part where we're talking about like horror movies and one thing we're talking about is like what make horror movies scary and we're saying like oh yeah jump scares are not scary whatsoever because what the movie do they play on this part where you hear a loud music or something that matter and they like build up tension so you're not really scared of the you know the jump scare you're really scared because you had the anticipation going on and you hear like you know like the jaws like you hear dun 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 that build up make you like anticipate the scare so your body just react a certain way or basically like ooh okay that was a terrible wind sound I just did but they make this weird wind sound and it make you feel like okay something ominous is about to happen I feel very scared right now and and then later on boom just in your face loud music and just a jump scare somebody just popping out of nowhere and like that's not scary so I was like listing why certain things are scary I was saying like why Jason Voorhees was scary why Freddy Krueger is scary why Chucky is scary why Michael Myers is scary I was saying like oh you know the reason why Jason Voorhees is scary because you're out there in the woods trying to you know have a good time people's out there usually go to camping a lot of times and camping was one of the fun pastime for some people and now we have a thing called killers in the wood because like okay you don't know who's out there who can kill you and you get this weird feeling like oh I heard a crunch is that somebody walking up on me or thing like that it took away that fun factor away sometimes and make you feel scared like Jason was killing people for doing the devil tango and he was just killing them and now like you can't there's like it feel weird to be in the the woods so it took something that people like to do especially in the 70s and just go out in the woods and just have fun the reason why Freddy Krueger was scary because this man is violate your personal space he go after you where you love the most 
sleeping. Like, I can't dream. What are you talking about? Like, you know how hard it is to stay awake? You have full intention to stay awake and not even close your eyes. And then you're asleep. Like, there's no way you did not just fall asleep. Because it's just so hard to stay up. And the fact that you have to stay awake to or not get killed by Freddy Krueger or, you know, be smart or something like that, it's very hard. Like, it make you feel the most invulnerable. Like, your pants is down. And that was Freddy to kill you at in your sleep. And it does make you like, okay, I had a nightmare. I feel weird, okay? Because if you see a horror movie like that, well, of course, most likely your nightmare will, may come up with Freddy Krueger in your dreams. So it's like you feel like you woke, wake up and you wet your bed because you thought you were going to die. And the only part that I talk about Chucky is that in the 80s and 70s and 50s and 60s, I'm, I don't know why I took all those decades Messed the whole order up. But in those decades, people love dolls. You know, people had dolls for a Christmas present. People had dolls just to say, hey, you're being a good kid. I'm going to buy you a little toy. And that would Chucky kind of validate. Like, now we watch the child play. You look at your doll kind of differently. Like, hmm, uh-uh. I don't want you in my room, man. You got to get out. You got to get out of here, man. Because, like I said, the dolls were something that kids like to play with. Like every kid most likely had a doll or they would like say, hey, we'll give you a little teddy bear. And now you have a movie about a doll out here killing people like a grown man. It can give that kind of fear towards you, you know? And then of course, at the end, Michael Myers, you know, just having a serial killer. I mean, he was the first slasher film ever, Halloween. So it was like, he gave that feel like, okay, somebody can kill you with a big knife and just start stabbing folks. And somehow, some way, he can chase you down just walking. Like, you don't have to run or anything like that. You just walk. So that when Jared started talking about the movie that really, really scared him, it was the movie Saul franchise. And because you know that point where it can actually happen, you know, the whole trap were practical uh, to a point where it feel like it could be real. That somebody can go to you, kidnap you, which happened all the time in America and around the world, and put you in the uh, extremely dangerous task to try to survive. <laughs> and it really make you like look up your shoulder like, hold up, wait a minute, who's around me? I don't know you like this because, you know... At first, you know, you know, you just walk to your car, having a good old day, and next thing you know, you're getting hit with chloroform. And it's scary. And, you know, that actually made sense, because, like, yeah, Saul was practical. Well, the the um, old Saul was very practical. You know, I don't know about the new ones. I think the, the new one was kind of pushing the limits of realism. But, yeah, the Saul movie when they first started out, it was very practical and very scary in that regard because, like, oh, this could happen to anybody and they could just pick you up on the street and say, hey, well, I don't think they'll say anything, but they'll say, hey, spike, uh, try to survive the traps. And that's why he said, I'm just, that was very scary. And I'm like, yeah, 100%. That is scary. Because, like, at first, 
you see these supernatural stuff, you're like, oh, okay, these stuff is not real, you know, there's no, there's no point in getting scared, you know, but when somebody gets really close towards what is scary to you, like, I know for me, I remember, like, reading a story or watching a YouTube channel of, you know, when you're, like, driving on the road, and suddenly, out of nowhere, you see headlights behind you, and it feels like that headlight is following you. That kind of scary because like, oh my god, I'm being tracked and followed. Is this person trying to kill me? That kind of thing that gets in your head. And that's why I'm like, yeah, it feels scary. So when you talk about something like somebody can kidnap you and put you on a trial of death, that will basically scare a lot of people. Like, oh snap, I'm going to die. Or, oh snap, this can happen in real life. And, yeah. The whole idea of that is just disturbing because we were talking about how like Halloween movies, well not Halloween movies, horror movies not really scary, but the ones that are scary are something that really come at you in a way where it's like, hmm, wait a minute, could this happen? And it makes you like, oh snap, it could happen, it's kind of scary. And even the one that's supernatural and completely just false still scare you because like they get to the point where you actually you know something you really love like Chucky in the child play you love dolls and toys and stuff like that and then suddenly somebody invade your personal space and now that thing can kill you it make you think differently sleep everybody likes sleeping everybody like dreams but if you have a killer out there killing you because you're making dreams yeah I don't think you really want to um have a, that type of dream, something like that. Jason, you go to the woods, somebody come out and kill you. No, like that's definitely something that um, many people feel scared, and that's why these horror icons, you know, still icons. Cause I was talking about this one time where horror movie would um, profit off of bad movies, such as like Charlie Charlie movie. Um, the movie I think they call it Shallows, where they were lynching people and with a method of killing, but they try to make a stylize where he grabbed the people and they you know, boom, they drop off like the ceiling or something like that. To scare people. And like those things was really like, huh, these are not really that great. And yeah. That was just something that Hollywood trying to do to make people say, hey, we still like making horror movies. Do you still like horror movies? And it's just not hitting the same place, you know? So, those things go to our dreams. And I understand that a lot of people may look at certain things and be like, okay, maybe the reason why, you know, why I said earlier about I believe in ghosts because one thing about me, I'm a very scary person. As in, I, I think yesterday I was at work and one of my coworkers came and said, hey, and I didn't see her, so I jumped and got scared. <laughs> so I'm very easily scared. So I understand that some people may say, hey, maybe the reason why you thought you felt like a ghost or you thought you heard a ghost or something like that is because you know your brain is very imaginative. You're very scary. You think of the worst sometimes. And that feel in your head to make you think, oh, yeah, definitely, there's a ghost. 
but it's not really a ghost there. And maybe that's true, but I talked to a lot of people who actually had a similar experience and it just feel weird. Like we don't really know, you know, it could be like, it could be a great scientific reason why certain things happen. Maybe I did thought too much about a story or and I put that in my head when I went to a certain event or a certain situation and I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. That could happen. But I don't know. I might be wrong. But I'm not. But it's something that you always think about when it comes to like ghost stories and all like that and how the reason why I say like I brought up horror movies because I personally just not a fan of horror movies because like I said I'm easily scared and I had nightmares about them and I try to avoid those certain type of situation but boy is it hard when you know like I said we feel like you're hearing silhouettes we well, so I'm not hearing silhouettes you see silhouettes and you hear like creaking sounds going to house because like I said I moved here I never seen no silhouettes since here I have yet seen any weirdest phenomenon or have yet seen or heard you know creaking in my room and I have a bad door at my on my room so that's pretty weird how I'm here this time and you just feel weird about the whole situation but with that I'm going to like end this uh special if it feel like a special um I'm really sorry guys it was I we're doing a Zoom call that how I did some of my podcasts, and I sh- did that Zoom call, the same one I used for Black Lives Matter uh, podcast, and uh, it it there, but it won't let me convert it to MP3, so I can never get that video coming out. And I'm telling you guys the the way the story went out and how he was telling the story, Jared, I'm talking about. It was really good, and I really felt really promising about the whole podcast, but just to find out that it didn't record, so I'm really sorry for that uh, little snafu there. Um, next time, I know to actually create a new uh, meeting, but again, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. Um, if you're hearing this from YouTube... Thank you for joining. Please like and subscribe. Please share with your friends. If you're hearing it from Spotify, thank you for tuning in. I really enjoy your present. I hope you keep listening to my other um, podcast, the one previously, and stuff like that. I'm thinking about putting more game reviews, maybe put it on YouTube also, but right now it's going to be on Spotify. And also, if you're hearing from other accounts, I right now I don't know all the the podcast broadcasting channels they have there i just know that i got email talking about it gonna be on google podcast so if you want to check it out in other places feel free man thank you i mean i really do appreciate the support and hopefully that this is this podcast make you say hey i may like this podcast i might like and share and like i said i really appreciate everything that y'all can help with and i really appreciate it And with that, my name is Project Motion, and I'm out. Have a good day, and have a good Halloween.